Hello, my friend. You are listening to episode number 28 of TIPOD, and today I am coming at you live to talk about a topic that I feel like I've been asked about more times in the last couple of weeks than I have in my entire life, to be honest with you. And at the same time, you may have noticed a little edge of sass in my voice, but this is a beautiful thing. And if you're listening to this episode at its premiere date, uh, we are in about to be in the month of July, and 2020 has already been quite a year, am I right? And one of the topics that has been super heavy on my heart, but also very present in the entrepreneur space, is all around what it really means to be building a diverse and inclusive business, right? Now, you guys know, you know, my friend, that my whole shtick, my whole passion is wrapped around helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. Whether you're thinking of the boss that, you know, you collaborated on their team for a specific project, or if you're thinking all the way back to maybe some corporate days or the days of your very first job, whether it was at Brewster's or babysitting or what have you, when we talk about helping you become a better leader than your last boss. We are just talking about helping you level up and embrace every factor of leadership that is truly moving the needle in your life and business. And one of the major, major, major elements of your leadership is obviously your team. And you know that I am one for hiring strategically and uh, putting a lot of time and attention into training your team and helping them be the best they can be at whatever their zone of genius is, right? So I just felt it was only fitting that today we chat all about what it means to not only build a diverse and inclusive business, but more specifically to build a diverse and inclusive team, okay? Because you know, I believe the heart of your business is you and your people. So that's what we've got to talk about today. We've got to talk about your people. And I am so excited just to chat with you and be real and dive right on in. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to TiePod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Ty to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Ty. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TiePod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. All right. So per usual, I feel like we have to begin this conversation with the why, right? And it may seem like overly obvious almost at this point, but 
A big part of the why of building a diverse and inclusive team is obviously because you, my friend, are a good human and you understand that that is the right thing to do, the right way to build a business, the right way to lead a business, the right way to show up in the world just as a human being, right? I feel like that is almost a gimme. It's obvious. It's like, of course, I should be interested in doing this because I want to put my best foot forward as an individual first and a leader second. But what we are about to get into is actually a little bit more of the nitty gritty behind this because here's the thing. Diverse teams not only win because it's the right thing to do and we are a diverse world, so of course our teams should reflect the world, the environment that we are existing within. But I have to let you in on this fantastic secret, and it's that there is actually a business case, a real legitimate business case for diversity, and I want to talk to you about it. So there are a number, a huge number of studies out there in the world right now all around diversity and teamwork and all of those beautiful things. And instead of rattling off too many details and overwhelming you, I'm just going to break down the net of what research is telling us right now. And the net is actually really, really good news for your business. So here it is. Diverse teams on average are uh, higher performing teams and more creative teams as opposed to teams that are basically composed of people from a similar demographic who all think, act, and behave alike. Whoa. Okay, let me back that up for you for just a second. So what I'm saying here is that There were research studies that actually paid attention to how are these diverse teams performing in comparison to their non-diverse counterparts, right? And I'm going to break down for you the dimensions of diversity a little bit later. But even in this case, let's just take some of the big ones. Let's take uh, race and gender, right? So Basically, what research is telling us is that you, if you have a team composed of individuals with varying race and gender profiles, right, that team is going to perform better on a lot of areas than a team who was composed of, let's say, all females who all have a similar uh, demographic background, inclusive of race, general age, so on and so forth, right? So why is that? And I love, love, love when people ask me this question because it's a really interesting answer. Y'all know I'm a nerd. So essentially, why these teams, these diverse teams are performing better and are being more creative as a team actually has to actually comes from an element of discord, right? It comes from an element of people not agreeing with each other and actually sometimes triggering some potentially difficult conversations. And this is what I freaking love. I'm so obsessed with this concept because a lot of times, just as humans in general, we shy away from difficult conversations, right? And God knows we all love Brene and like her call to us to be more vulnerable and willing to get into the pit and kind of rumble because that applies in this case as well. So what I'm really getting at here is that when you have a diverse team with different races, maybe different sexes, if that is uh, respective of your business model or different 
different ages or different industry backgrounds, so on and so forth. What you're really doing is you're putting together a group of people that one, hopefully can work well together, but two, also have very different perspectives on life, on business, on whatever that service, whatever that product is that your business is offering the world. Different people with different backgrounds are going to come at it with very different perspectives. So specific to the case of teamwork and like brainstorming and being creative, this is a really, really beautiful thing because there is no group think going on, right? It it happens a lot less, I should say, not never, but a lot less than when you have a team of everybody who looks and acts the same. So the example that I love to give is like when you think of those high school cliques, let's talk mean girls, right? And it's like we always wear pink on Wednesdays. Okay. So when we think of that group of women, of young women, really what they were doing is engaging in groupthink. There wasn't a lot of opinion sharing or just like individualism present in that group. And they all tried to fit into this self-prescribed mold, right? But on the flip side, when you have a more diverse group of people, they are more willing to speak up for their opinions, speak up for themselves, uh, maybe ask some difficult conversations, really challenge each other. So even back to the Mean Girls example, if you think about what happened within that group as conflict started arising and people started challenging one another's behaviors, right? That's when some interesting stuff started to go down. So if you take that same energy and apply it to the team, your team and your business, actually introducing that level of, you know, we all think differently and act differently is going to do wonders if you ever do need to engage with your team for brainstorming. Like, think about the fact that you guys could come up with your business's next million dollar idea, and it could really benefit from having a wide variety of perspectives, experiences, so on and so forth. So why diverse teams, my friends? Because diverse teams are literally out here winning. All right. So hopefully my little spiel there gave you a little bit more convincing evidence of why building a truly diverse and inclusive team is actually beneficial to your business. I really could have taken it 10 steps further and applied it financially, but you got the gist of what I'm saying when I say, what if this diverse and creative team helps you build, you know, your next million dollar idea, your next multi-million dollar idea, right? There is no like financial cap to what creative thinking can bring to your business. So I'm going to drop that there, leave that on your heart because it is just, it's real next level thinking when it comes to team building. So I digress a bit, but what I would love to bring to your attention next is this element of what is real diversity. What does that actually look like, right? Because I'm obviously cognizant of the fact that in 2020, we've had a big resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, and that has been truly beautiful and awakening and painful in all of the adjectives, right? But what I want to also bring to your attention is there are more dimensions to diversity than simply race. 
And race is a very big one and it has a ton of implications that I'm sure you are already aware of. But what I want to start to talk to you about today is the other dimensions of diversity and how you can start being more aware and not turning a blind eye to any of them, inclusive of race. So the first question I want to ask you is, how many dimensions of diversity can you think of, right? I just wonder off the top of your head, if you pause for just a second, what can you come up with? Which ones are just like springing to the top of that noggin of yours? Okay, I paused for dramatic effect, obviously, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of lay it out for you. First of all, the plain, simple truth is there are a ton. Literally, I... um, was hosting a workshop not too long ago and we did this fantastic activity where we had them generate their own list of dimensions of diversity. And I believe in just literally 120 seconds of brainstorming, we had a list of over 50 dimensions, my friend. So what I'm gonna do real quick is break down a few of the most common. So first, I just like to refer to this as the big three. I'm not even sure if that's actually a way people refer to this, but it's how I refer to it is the big three. So that's going to be race, sex, and age, right? So those are the three that we see dominated um, just in research and in media, and usually they're at the top of the conversation. Um, They also happen to be on every intake or application form just about ever, which is always interesting. Uh, So those are the big three that you are probably just wildly familiar with. Now, A couple of other super, super common dimensions of diversity that we hear talked about often include some other hot topics. So that's sexual identity, religion, political status, right? So that's like my second tier big three. And a lot of times actually in media, those are the ones that get debated about the most. But that's not what we're here for today. What we're here for today is just to acknowledge and see that there are so many different ways that we as human beings differ from one another. And this is all going to go into your thinking of how you are facilitating diversity as you build out your business and your team, right? Okay, so we've covered the big three, race, sex, and age, and then the sub three, which quite honestly are hotter topics usually, sexual identity, religion, and political status, right? So that's six, six right off the top there. So I'm going to also tell you a couple of the less commonly considered diversity dimensions. And those can include things like educational background, uh, creed, socioeconomic status, industry, uh, geographic location, uh, marital status, right? Those are just a few. And again, those are still some of the more popular ones. But if you sit and if you were to make a list and really think through all of the possible uh, labels, categories, everything that we uh, assign to ourselves as human beings, the list goes on and on and on. Now, why have I just talked to you about this for more than a few minutes? Because when I brought up earlier that diverse teams are literally out here winning. They have higher performance levels, increased creativity, uh, higher rates of communication, even if it's challenging communication, right? 
what I want you to start to do is not just think about that example on the surface level with the big three. So when I when I told you about some of those studies, it wasn't just race, sex, and age that differed. Again, it's all types of dimensions of diversity underneath the surface that also differ and also play a role in how the team is functioning and interacting with one another. Now, when you're building your team and thus your business, what I am telling you is it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to begin to consider diversity in a much bigger way than you may have been thinking initially, right? Even when you clicked to listen into this episode, you might not have been thinking that we were going to expand the context of this conversation so greatly, but that is the name and the game of diversity. I have to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Primally Pure. Y'all, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and my husband disapproves of 99.9% of them, but not my new Primally Pure charcoal deodorant. I have been so excited to share this with you because I have been testing it myself for three full months before I decided that it was worth sharing. This is absolutely my hands down favorite natural deodorant and I've tried at least five or six brands by now. And even better, it can be your new favorite too. You can get your next order for 10% off by using the code TIANA10. That's right, T-I-A-N-N-A-1-0 and you're on your way to your new favorite deodorant. And hopefully your significant other will approve of this one. Okay, so at this point, we've talked about why diverse teams are literally out here winning, and we've talked about what diversity really is, which is not simply the surface level dimensions, but a wide scope of different dimensions, right? So now I really want to dig in and get a little more actionable with you around ways that you can achieve greater diversity as the leader and owner of your business. So Obviously, you know who I am and you know that I start at the beginning. I start with hiring, my friend. Yes, hiring is one of, I always say this, it's one of the most strategic things that you do for your business as the leader, CEO, business owner, right? It is your opportunity to really bring on talent that is not just going to, you know, serve you for a season, but hopefully is going to grow and develop with your company. And no matter what, even if they are only there for just a season, they are going to influence the future direction of your company in some way, shape or form, right? It's kind of like dating, you know, it's like even though some people are around for a little bit and some people were around for years, no matter what every interaction you had as you were dating people, it left you with some lesson, some learning experience. It made some sort of print on the trajectory of your life. So we think of hiring honestly, even more seriously than that, because our businesses are our babies and we have to be so careful with them. Uh, So that is why I'm bringing up hiring right now in this context, because if you are looking to build a diverse and inclusive team, quite obviously, that begins with your hiring process. So 
first, I want to just go ahead and get this out of the way and make like a public service announcement to my entrepreneur friend that is listening that already has a team in place, right? So if you already have a team in place, one of the big, big things I want you to do as you start focusing on diversity and inclusion is to assess your current team and be honest, right? So even with some of those more surface level dimensions of diversity, things that you can see from the outside, uh, typically race, sex, age, that sort of thing, um, you can just literally take a look at your team. Take a look at the common demographic makeup. Is anybody like, is there a dominant feature that is present in your team? Are you looking at your team and realizing, wow, all of us kind of have a similar story. We all come from maybe even the same state, uh, even in the online space. That happens a lot, actually. So may- we we come from the same demographic background. We're about the same age. Maybe we're the same race, so on and so forth, right? So number one, if you already have a team in place, is just to assess it and be honest. And if you're not actively hiring, let's be quite frank about this. There is little you can do, right? Like you already have your team in place and this is not the space where I'm going to tell you, you know, get rid of this person and bring in this person. That's what we're not doing. No, no, no. But I do want you to have a baseline awareness of the level of diversity that already exists in your team, right? So now this brings us to whether you are building your team from scratch for the first time or you do have that existing team, you kind of just assessed it and you're just waiting. And when this new opportunity opens, you will be looking and hopefully uh, going into the hiring process with diversity and inclusion in mind. So what I'm going to say may surprise you, but I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. Do not, I repeat, Do not, even if your team, even if you all have the same name and look exactly the same, right? Do not go for a token hire. What does that mean, Tiana? Okay, what I'm saying here is even if diversity is an issue in your existing team or if you are building your team from scratch and you just want, you're just gung-ho about doing the right thing maybe and you just want to make sure you are paying attention to diversity and inclusion, that does not look like specifically going out and seeking a new hire of a particular race uh, or other demographic of diversity. You see what I'm saying? That's not it. That is called tokenism and you are looking for somebody to fill a spot. Even if your heart is truly in the right place, uh, the action of going out and doing that so specifically, it It has a lot of consequences, but one of the big ones is that it almost uh, devalues the person, especially if they realize that that is the core reason why, you know, you were looking into hiring them and bringing them onto your team. So that may present a little bit of like a conundrum for you in your brain if you're thinking, Tiana, I want to be uh, an advocate for diversity and inclusion. I want to make sure I'm building this type of business. So how the heck am I supposed to do that if I'm not just, you know, trying to course correct and go and find somebody who can fill that role for me, right? Somebody of a particular demographic. So in the case of July in 2020, a lot of what that looks like is I need to go and find a Black woman or a black man to fill this role for my business because I do care 
right? So maybe, you know, your heart's in the right place. But again, that's still tokenism. And we see that a lot in the corporate industry. And it only has continued to exacerbate problems and issues, right? So what do we do if we don't engage in that practice? And my answer is quite simple. It's something that I go deep into in a number of resources and services I have available. But I'm going to give you the basics here that are really just going to help you get started. Okay, you ready? If you are taking notes, now is the time to take notes. If you're driving, now is the time just to listen intently and make that note in your phone when you get to a stopping place. The number one thing that you can do to be intentional about diversity and inclusion without engaging in a practice like tokenism is simply broadening your applicant pool. Whoa, what does that mean? Okay, so in my hiring system, my signature system, uh, the second phase is attract. And that's all about attracting top talent, expert talent to be interested in joining your team or applying for a particular position, right? So one of the things that we often talk about in the attract phase of the hiring process is figuring out where to post broadcast opportunities, specifically job opportunities, opportunities to join your team, right? Uh, Where do we post those opportunities? How are we opening that opportunity? up to the world who gets to see this right so one this is literally the core element around diverse and inclusive team building which is I want you to critique where it is that you typically find your talent so For a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the online space, uh, they tend to seek talent in a Facebook group. Let's do that one first. So if you're looking for talent in a Facebook group, I'm challenging you to go and just scroll the group members and look at the demographics that you see present within this Facebook community, right? If everybody is from the same demographic, whatever dimension you're paying, you should really be paying attention to, like, it should be a hodgepodge of all of them, quite frankly. I'm also not advocating that anybody goes and is specifically looking for very specific dimensions. But again, I want you to look at the demographics of that Facebook group and be honest with who is present here. Because if everybody in this group looks like everybody else on your team, That is not a uh, hiring strategy that promotes diversity and inclusion, right? You're kind of shooting yourself in the foot here. Same goes to same goes for if you are asking friends for referrals. This is the second most common thing I see in this space. So if you are asking your friends for referrals, what does your friend's network look like? What does your friend look like? You see what I'm saying? So if your friend is of a similar demographic to you and their network is also composed of people in the same community, then again, you're not really casting that net very far and wide, right? So what can you do if that is your reality? First thing, diversify the Facebook groups you're posting in, friend. I I understand in this space, we find a lot of services and things in Facebook groups. So they're very important. But I just want you to diversify the Facebook groups that you are looking in. I don't know if you know this, but there are Facebook groups for women of color. There are Facebook groups for all different types of demographics. um, And you really can cast a wider net by tapping into those. Again, this does not mean that you don't post the opportunity in the Facebook groups that you are more 
familiar with, right? It just means you want to post it in a number of places so that, yes, you are kind of capturing all types of different demographics, which means that the candidates that you get, the people that you get on those discovery calls with, the people that you end up interviewing, they're going to be from a very good range of places, right? Same goes with your referrals. If you're always getting referrals from the same people, consider asking somebody new. Consider asking a friend of a friend to make a referral to you, right? That can help a ton. And there it is. Sometimes I get tempted to talk to you for much longer about things like this, but this really is quite a simple and truly impactful strategy, right? And this is a really, really good way to be intentional about opening your doors and being more welcoming to a wide variety of candidates for any position in your team, but also not engaging in tokenism and not going out and cherry picking specific people so that they can fulfill some role that you think you need to have fulfilled in your team, right? So again, no tokenism, yes to broadening that pool and opening your doors to more diverse candidates who are going to be so excited to join your team, my friend. So I sincerely hope this was helpful to you. Again, it's just like the number one way, literally the number one way that you can start to build out a diverse and inclusive team. I hope you enjoyed this chat as much as I did, and I'll talk to you on the next episode, my friend.